Hey everybody, welcome back on in the Wrestling Wars podcast. We're here with our Royal Rumble preview, and it's really strange. I feel like I just talked to both of you motherfuckers, but the British Invasion is back. They're about to put down roots and start a new goddamn colony over here. I got my NXT Talkover co-hosts, Uncle Sam and Gazprom, back. Uh, KB is out handling some things this week, so these guys have been generous enough to provide me with double duty and we're going to roll through a Rumble Royal Rumble preview for you guys. I doubt it will be quite as personable and positive as the uh, NXT show was. Uh, welcome back to the show, guys. Oh, good to be back. What have you been up to since the last show we taped? Uh, I went and <laughs> took a piss. It was pretty good. Yeah, because it was like five fucking minutes ago. It's all good. We're going we're gonna to power through this. Um. All right, so card starting off. Raw Women's Championship match has been actually been one of the more better built. Also, we must clarify both of my co-hosts uh, being the the smarty smarts that they are. Uh, I'm gonna be, I think, the one out of all of us who has seen the most main roster, which is fucking incredible because I didn't watch any of it for almost all of football season. So, a little bit blindly in the blind here. Hmm. I don't know what we're going to do without KB and him making corrections to everything that all of us <laughs> uh, So, Raw women's match. Really, I feel like this has been probably the best built match other than Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. Uh, Sasha Banks, Ronda Rousey. I don't buy for a fucking second that Banks has a chance in this match. But what I do buy is she is probably going to get flipped around like a motherfucker. So... Oh. <laughs> How do you guys see this going? Uh, does anything, if anything at all, intrigue you about this? I will say that with the stadium being involved, it's a cool atmosphere, and this is a pretty goddamn stacked card. So that part yeah. of it is pretty cool. It does feel pretty big eventy. Well, I, I've been a fan of Sasha Banks since, well, obviously her NXT days, and it's kind of upset me that she's acquired – this reputation for almost being sloppy. Sometimes people think she's dangerous. Um, I've always thought she was a very accomplished wrestler. She's one of my favorite wrestlers, I think. Um, and again, I agree with you that she's almost 100% certainly not going to be coming out of this with the belt, but I think it's probably is going to be a lengthy match. Um, they're going to have a lot of flipping about probably banks is, built to uh, to take punishment more than your uh, your average wrestler on the uh, on the roster so i think we could see something pretty entertaining here yeah i'd agree i think i think um banks is very very good at working a crowd and getting them into the match and i think in you know in this such a large stadium setting i think you need someone who can do that i mean obviously ronda rousey is an immense attraction but she's not that experienced in terms of in, in the pure wrestling sense you know she's popular mm. because she's she's a badass right and i think being able to sort of have someone like that in banks in there is really good and i think you know banks wasn't going to win the royal rumble but she is a very very credible big attraction and i think that makes her you know the ideal opponent for rousey really i mean you know rousey's going to win um it's not the equivalent of you know a few years ago when brock mesner was fighting you know, uh, hardcore Holly on the on the Royal Rumble because I think they, <laughs> they tend to tend to avoid putting the biggest stars in the title matches because they, you know, they they are going to be in the in the Rumble and I think I, I don't know I think it's it's a sort of perfect Royal Rumble title match really you expect the champion to retain but it's it's 
credible enough that it will be a, an entertaining match. I think. Well, a, a comparison I would draw um, is uh, Rey Mysterio versus The Undertaker for the World Heavyweight title years back. Um, if I remember correctly, I think that was on a Royal Rumble. I could be getting that entirely wrong. Oh, but it definitely you, was. I have a fun fun story about that particular. Oh yeah, but it, it, it was. You know, Rey Mysterio is a credible competitor, but nobody expected him to be defeating the Undertaker for the world title. I think this is a, a similar scenario. Yeah. So are we? Um, if it was like you know the little pregame show would have our little faces like pick which one we want, and I think we're all three uh, there for. Ronda Rousey in this one, pretty pretty. Oh, easy. I yeah. think that's the easiest call of the night. Yeah. Moving along, uh, another. This is one of the things that's hurtful about WWE and how stunted some builds and some booking becomes, and how they just shit. This is actually going to be kind of a fun flavor for this week's show because we're the NXT crew, but we're doing a main show, so it's just going to be a lot of fucking <laughs> a lot of poop just flying all over the place. Uh, but. The stunted way that they have to just kind of throw things, and that, and the way that they just clusterfuck their way through things that are not expected, and of course I'm referring to the rise of Becky Lynch, and them just kind of having to throw together a mini rivalry between her and Asuka, and leading to a title match between her and Asuka for uh, the Royal Rumble. One thing I will say is, do we think that this is going to go the way of uh, Becky somehow gets fucked out of this belt, or wins this belt? and shows up later in the Rumble to win the Women's Rumble and go on to go against Rousey, belt versus belt. How do we think this is going to go? I think she'll... Um, I think she'll lose. Um, and then I think she will sort of then be in the Rumble and win it. Um, the idea of her taking both titles is, is a, a pretty good idea, I think, and, and probably very fitting with the character and the shift in the character. I will say at this point, I think that Becky Lynch is probably the most interesting thing on the on the main roster to me at the moment. I think oh, she's, yeah. I think this is, in, oh, you know, yeah. it's it's just a, a pure example of 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 kind of how organic pushes and organic kind of character development is is much better than the sort of heavily scripted, heavily directioned. Um, kind of build that is more common on the main roster. I think I think she's fantastic, but I think it certainly makes sense to me more so for her to kind of fight her way into the Royal Rumble and then win it. And I think she could beat Asuka, um, but I don't expect it. I, I think um, I think the kind of the build there has been for her going after Rousey. I, I can't see any other match at WrestleMania other than that. And I think I think there'll be two women's matches at WrestleMania at least. And I think that, you know, it makes sense to keep the title separate for that reason. So I think she'll lose, but again, I wouldn't be that surprised if she did win, but I am expecting her certainly to win the Royal Rumble. I think. What what I'll draw your attention to with what should happen to Lynch and what will is Bailey, uh, two years ago. now I think it was with the same title, uh, going into WrestleMania as champion, and then retaining, which I thought was really curious booking. Uh, it, it just seemed totally backwards that you had this uh, lovable underdog and she was going into WrestleMania as the champion and then retaining in this multi-woman match. It just seemed utterly bizarre. Um, and I think what's happened with Bailey since speaks truth to that. Um, and I will also say this speaks to the mishandling of Asuka 
almost as much as Lynch, where she is not seen nearly as the legitimate threat that she was since she lost her match to uh, to Charlotte, the and ever then Charlotte. fucking Carmella. Uh, yeah, oh. and and then has since been in a tag team with, and I mean, this is no slight on Naomi because I absolutely love Naomi, but it's just been a bizarre pairing that I don't think has really suited either of them necessarily. It's a, it's a tough one. This is listed weirdly. Hold on, so we'll go around. So, let's, to, to to recap, I, I think I'll I think I'll go with Becky losing because I think you're right. I think they do want to have two women's title matches at WrestleMania. So I think mm. Becky will lose a fuck finish, turn up in the Rumble, huge pop. Becky ends up winning the Rumble. Um, same for you two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although this being main roster WWE, you're almost tempted to just predict the opposite of what would Makes be sense. good. Yeah. <laughs> it's you know. Uh. Somehow, somehow Carmelo will win this match. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, I mean, or whoever at this time, maybe we just don't know. Whoever's fucking Cena will come out there and win the match. Somebody we've never heard of. Like, Cena has a, a side girlfriend, and she just pops up out of nowhere <laughs> with, a, with some fucking warm-ups on, Adidas warm-up pants. Uh, the United States Championship is going to be contested between a Bulgarian and a Japanese feller. Uh, on the pre-show, Nakamura goes from massive pop, super over, wins the Royal Rumble last year, to... Uh, Rusev on the pre-show. I think he touched more people in that Royal Rumble last year than he has had televised matches this year. So, yeah, I mean, Rusev and Nakamura. I mean, that's that's skimming over as well. I think Rusev was on arguably the same level as Nakamura. Certainly, uh, you and I, Nakamura, were at that show. And oh yeah, Rusev, Rusev Day. Yep, was. Huge, I, probably the biggest cheer or the biggest cheers of the night to the point that when Lana was in the ring and everybody was doing the thing where they shout for the, the women's wrestlers' husbands, Rusev yeah. Day was one of the, the loudest chants. So I think that this is a match on the pre-show between these two guys who I think should be far above where they are is is damning for the state of WWE's writing. I think it's very poor. I <laughs> I agree on Rusev, but me and you have been going on and on about that forever. He he's oh, soon I he's gonna Rusev. have he's gonna have his own wing in the most fucking underutilized pretty soon. It's gonna be like the Rusev Award, most oh, under the the Rusev Biggie Memorial most mm. underutilized mm. character award. Um, Nakamura, I've heard and read a lot of things about Nakamura, and I don't know. I think for the interest of good business, he should be in a different spot on the card. I don't know if he's really upset about where he is on the card. I'll just say that. I've heard a lot of uh, – Well, he's having like an extended vacation in yeah, the United yeah, States. Yeah, a, a working vacation in the United States yeah. and, and is getting paid very well to do so. But sure, so yeah. he's not, not real worried about it. Uh, Gaz, what about you in this match? I just – has there ever been a Royal Rumble winner who's the following year been such a sort of, without being injured or whatever, been such a kind of afterthought? And, you know, it's it's, it's incredible, really. He's, he won last year, and now, you know, he's... I mean, presumably he will be in the Royal Rumble match later, but it just... I don't know. It just seems like a kind of... What... He's kind of sort of been spiralling down the card for a year since then. And um, I think... I just... 
I would imagine Rusev will retain, and I, and I would imagine that Nakamura will probably move, you know, further down the card and and into the sort of fully into the shuffle. Uh, if that, you know, and if if, they, if he's content with that, then then that is potentially the best place for him because you know there are plenty of people who would want to be higher up that that maybe yeah. will try harder to get there. But it does seem like a a kind of chronic waste of talent, really. That that, that is. That is where he where he finds himself. But uh, I would imagine. I mean, Nakamura has been in that picture for quite a while now. It's probably time to move on with something a bit fresher. And I think that's probably where they'll go. I think Rusev will retain. But um, I wouldn't say that I was particularly looking forward to this because I don't. I think it's kind of, you know, it's the fact that it's on the pre-show as well. I think is just sort of indic- indicative, really, of where they're where these two is kind of place in in the thoughts of the WWE writers at the moment. I I don't watch SmackDown and yet I feel like I've seen this match several times already. (laughs) It's like I've never watched the show, but I know I've already seen this. Yeah. Uh you know what? You're right and Gaz, and to me, the best use of him at this point, put him back with NXT. Put him back with NXT. Let him let him lend his star power, because that still exists. Let him lend his star power to the brand. Go out there, fuck around. Let these young guys bump around for him. Collect his check. Live in Florida. It. I think the money and where he lives now is what matters to him. So I don't think it would be a huge deal to put him back in NXT. Give them a little bit more of a draw. Let him come out and do his thing. I, I don't. To me, to me, if that's really the case, then that would be the best route to go. I mean, it's not the NXT model at the moment, but certainly going forward, I think almost you saw Tyler Breeze showing back up. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, if people remember Tyler Breeze and if they're ready to welcome him back with open arms, because he's been no, no slight on Tyler Breeze, but he's been gone from the NXT picture for a very long time. Uh, certainly a bigger deal like Nakamura would obviously have success back at NXT is whether they're willing to pay somebody that amount of money to be on what they see as at best their C show. And we discussed this we discussed this on uh, WWP and Triple H's comments in this press conference after the NXT UK takeover sounds like they might be more willing to do that. Not regularly, but for say three to five guys. Have mm. them because okay, they're paying them that amount of money, you're right, but you could be on NXT and have people be happy to see you, or you could just not be on the show at all. So which one is more – which one are they getting their money worth out of more? Him sitting backstage and catering and not doing anything or him getting a pop from NXT and doing a little run? To me, that's a perfect place for guys whose tag team partners are injured. Why the fuck would you take yeah. somebody as talented as Luke Harper and just not fucking use him for eight yeah. months because Rowan got hurt? Put him down on NXT. He can still do the same entrance. He can still have the hammer. He can still do that. And he can just be a monster heel for six months or whatever. Maybe have a big match on a takeover, get put somebody over, a younger guy, and then come back and be back on the tag team on the main TV. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like rejuvenate their creative juices almost at the same time, where I think a lot of these guys are sort of ground down by the travel, by the monotony, by shit writing. They might find a, a new passion for it back in uh, in somewhere where they have more input and where they might be uh, appreciated more. 
Well, I think as well, at absolute worst, what you're doing is you're helping to build up the people who are down there now. And, you know, if so, if, if Nakamura goes down there and loses to, I don't know, the Dream, it's like that that when the Dream comes back, you can say, well, do you remember Nakamura who was here? He was the you know United States champion. Well, you know, Dream beat him on NXT. Like, he's clearly a very credible threat as a result of that. And I think, I don't know, I, th- I think you're right. I mean, that seems obvious to me. And it also seems obvious to me to kind of make the the different brands are sort of slightly different um, niches, I guess, but yeah. it's uh, I, perhaps that will come. I don't know, but I think um, for now, uh, yeah, I think, you know, it's, there is no point in Nakamura doing nothing on the main show and, and maybe they should look to, to sort of send him back down. Um, I'm sure he'd be happy with that if, if the rumors are to be believed. Something that me might end up being happy with. I don't know if I'm. I don't even know if I'm going to watch the pre-show. I'm sure neither of you will either. But cruiserweight championship fatal four-way. Speaking of people who are fucking utterly wasted in nowhere land, mm-hmm. uh, Buddy Murphy, Kalisto, Akira Tozawa, Hideo Itami, all could be doing fun things down in NXT, uh, but are in the shadow realm of two hundred five live. Any. <laughs> anything at all on this match what do you got <laughs> do either of you have any fucking thoughts on this crazy right final four win I think I was quite surprised to see Hideo Itami was still employed I think I, didn't, you know, I, I did he was, not know he was still in the WWE him and the Ascension I, they shit blew me away this week I'm yeah, like what they're yeah. both still there <laughs> I think I think this is I mean this sort of goes back to what we were just saying then they don't really seem to release that many people anymore you know, people seem to really get released only if they ask to be or if there's some sort of disciplinary issue. And I think, generally speaking, they just kind of keep stockpiling people up. And, you know, the call-ups from NXT just increase the roster rather than replace anyone who's gone off the roster. And I think... You know how many listeners we have right now? We have so many listeners right now. It's because of AEW, bro. AEW. <laughs> They're coming. They're going to kill off the WWE. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, I, I, you know, I think... I think the cruiserweight division is just a sort of is a relic of the 90s that just it can't exist anymore because you know those people in the 90s were having matches that no one else was having but if you've got Seth Rollins on the main show who is a character that people are invested in and a storyline that people are invested in then why would you watch you know why would you want to watch uh, Tazawa or you know there's not I'm not I'm not trying to be you know slighting on these people but you can't just get away with anymore putting four guys in the ring and say, you know, just jump around a bit, flip about a bit, and, and you know, sort of warm the crowd up because there's no point because it's it's not a counterpoint to the to the programming that'll come later the show. in the show the, anymore. The biggest example is going to be when Ricochet comes to the main roster. What the fuck do you have a cruiserweight division for when that motherfucker can He's do seen, things that nobody's yeah. ever fucking seen? Yeah, and so. And not just that, but then you got guys. I mean, Killian Dane is a person who exists who does a fucking over the rope plancha and is three hundred pounds. Like, it's yeah. There's no, especially when these guys could mix in with other bigger wrestlers and other wrestlers and do good. All four of these guys oh, could yeah. be useful in other places, whether it's main roster or are on NXT. Could be useful members of the roster and are interesting in their own ways. But with this this dead well, brand. I mean, I've never particularly been a big fan of Hideo Itami, um, whether he was Kenta or whether he was in WWE, but I suppose that's neither here nor there. But I think one use of 
the cruiserweight division is almost as a breeding ground, so to speak, of seeing who, you know, we know everybody there can do a 450 plancher and land on their feet, whatever. But to see who among them has stronger character work and can actually uh, set themselves apart. So I think you see that perhaps the only example with uh, Mustafa Ali, uh, who's been brought on to SmackDown and they're using... Yeah, they're using yeah. as quite a big asset. He's feuding with Samoa Joe, it seems. He's probably going to have a featured spot in the Rumble. Uh, we'll see where he goes from there. But, you know, he's been fighting the WWE champion. And, you know, a week prior, he was on 205 Live. So uh, I'm happy that there's scope for them to escape the sort of cruiserweight ghetto, so to speak, uh, even if the show itself doesn't really pique my interest. A good, I think, an interesting thing to try... Uh, speaking of people who could do more character, you know, they kind of wanted to take it easy on Alexa Bliss because she's gotten hurt a lot. Put her mm. as fucking, put her as Buddy Murphy's valet. If she oh, can well, cheat yeah. and still get mic time. She can work the mic for him because that's been a concern. That he's not that great on the mic. She can work the mic for him and then interfere in the old school uh, sensational Sherry mold so she can still be involved in the action. A um, lot of good action of her, you know, uh, leaning forwards onto the ring apron. You know what I mean? Uh, so that'll add to the show, um, and in a, in like in a Zelina Vega kind of way, um, they can take it easy on her physically, but then also push Buddy Murphy, who is it was far more talented than I think the station that he's been at for a while. I I would move to a model like that. Um, I, I guess I guess what you're saying it's a good it's a good developmental place for guys that size and of that style to go. So in that way, it's all right. I just um, we'll see if the Mustafa Ali mold continues the experiment is success yeah if they move other guys on um buddy murphy retains probably i don't really know (laughs) could 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 be anybody let's let's be real yeah 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 um yeah i I say it's army wins um because he's been there a long time and hasn't won anything so yeah it's army wins <laughs> that's a good reason yeah. what a, what an endorsement yeah. <laughs> all right smack i like this the, the article i'm reading it's like a it's like a it's not written by a wrestling company it's like a a mainstream <laughs> a mainstream website and it calls this match the Smack Tag Team Championship, not the SmackDown. It's just the Smack Tag Team Championship. I mean, yeah, uh, that's Pete, whoever much. came up with this should be fucking smacked. It's just the bar against Shane and Miz. Literally, you have you have found a way to make a match of four people that I don't want to fucking see. So, all four of them, I'm done. So, um, I mean, it's very difficult for me not to use this just as a platform to talk about how much I despise Shane McMahon with every fiber of my being um, in as much as I think he portrays a scrappy or he should be portraying a scrappy do character and scrappy do isn't supposed to beat up the fucking monsters. They're supposed to grab him by the collar and drag him off stage. So, you know, I like Shane McMahon 
prior to his return where he'd face Kurt Angle and Kurt Angle would embarrass him, but then he'd even the odds by grabbing a bunch of weapons and throwing himself off something 20 feet in the air. But if he stood up and beat Kurt Angle in a sparring contest, I think that would have been just way too rich. And that's what he does. You know, he stands toe-to-toe with The Undertaker. He stands toe-to-toe with AJ Styles. And he's their equal. It's just preposterous. So you've got him in this match with... You know, people who are thinking kayfabe are actual wrestlers and who should absolutely steamroll him. But uh, probably The Miz will be the one getting beat down and he'll make the fucking hot tag to Shane. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> Guess. It's amazing, isn't it? Like, it was a few years ago when Shane first came back. I think everyone sort of saw it as like a kind of welcome blast of nostalgia. Um, but it's kind of. It's it's still going on now, isn't it? And I, and I guess it's like, um, you know, if you're at a, a sports game or whatever, and there's a this sort of like player he played in the '80s comes on, and everyone waves at him, you know, before the kickoff, and everyone's happy to see them, but no one wants to see them play afterwards, do they? And I think, you know, Shane's nearly 50, um, if if not 50 already, and it's like he's a non-wrestler who's 50 years old, continuously getting prominent spots, and I think it's. I just at, at what point does that become completely ridiculous? Is this more ridiculous than, you know, um, like Vince Russo booking himself as the champion back in the day? I, I, it's a lot more sustained. I know it's probably not in terms of a big hit as 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 ridiculous, but it's it's kind of continuous. It's you know he's almost kind of you. It's the question is is for us is who is he going to wrestle at WrestleMania? Not is he going to wrestle at WrestleMania? And that shouldn't be the case for a fifty-year-old um, businessman. You know, business wrestler, yeah. And I think you know it's it. Presumably, this is going to go somewhere with him and Miz. I, I don't really know. I, I I have no idea. I mean, are they? Surely they're not going to win. But I don't even know. I just you know it's it. He's Whoa. well. He's obviously. See, that's the thing. That's, that's you say that. I disagree because you just said, not if. Who is he going to wrestle? This is going to be it. This is going to be the tick because uh, they got to find something for Miz to do. They're already building this angle. I think they're going to fucking win. I think they're going to win the belts. God, I can't believe I'm saying that. They're going to win the belts and they're going to carry them, and that's going to be the angle going into WrestleMania. It's going to be the Miz and Shane against somebody or. Miz and yeah. Shane break up at the next pay-per-view, and that's Miz against Shane in a match that nobody fucking wants to see at Mania. I agree. I just... I, I like the Miz, and I think he's got a lot to offer, but I, I just... This isn't what I want to see him offering, I don't think. Um, I I just... I don't know. It's it's, And I think, you know, there is no greater epitome on the other side of the ring. There's no greater epitome of that kind of staleness and repetitiveness in the WWE than the bar. It's just like, there's nothing wrong with those two guys as wrestlers at all, but it's just like, you feel that there is no match they could have. They could be, you know, they could be wrestling aliens from Mars and you would still think, I've seen this before. Or, <laughs> you know, you see what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. Like, it's just, it's, you know, and it's, it's, it's just ridiculous. They'll wrestle someone, then they'll wrestle the Usos and then wrestle someone else and then they'll wrestle the Usos and it's just like, we're just building to them wrestling the Usos again, um, which no one wants to see. And I just, I, I, they should be broken up. But I, I appreciate that it's a novel act and it's, it gets two good guys on the show. But I, I just think it's there's it, just such a kind of 
they're very they're very boring. I mean, how is this not on the pre-show? Uh, you know, I, I think if you were those cruiserweight guys, you just think like you think someone like Buddy Murphy, how much work he had to do to lose that weight to get onto that show, and it's like, you know, and, and all of them, you know, they they work hard uh, with very very little sort of it's a very very thankless task to work hard on that program, I think, and yet, you know, you're getting bumped off the card by two people who have just had this, you know, who have wrestled everyone over and over again against, you know, a 50-year-old businessman. It's, I don't know. I mean, obviously this wouldn't be on the pre-show because what would be the point in putting Shane on the pre-show? But Shane should just not be on the show. It's all this match should just not exist. You know, <laughs> put them both in the Royal Rumble and that's it. I just, who want, who is this for? Who wants to watch this? Because, you know, I think pretty much every other match on the card, you can say, well, I could imagine what the audience for that is. What is the audience for this match? Who, is there anybody looking forward to it at all? I, I don't know. Vince McMahon, maybe. Yeah. Shame, <laughs> shame McMahon. Shame <laughs> McMahon's kids. Oh, yeah. Uh, two, two very intriguing thing ones to me, even, even the second, of course, but... Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. We'll come back up from, from the negativity to this one, which I think has been a fucking brilliant feud, a brilliant build. I love Dan- I knew, loved the new Daniel Bryan. I was one of the most critical people of that heel turn when it happened. He's been awesome. What do you guys think of this one, Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles? Um, I've, it's hard because I think actually match-wise between these two, um, one of – Brian's first matches back was against Styles, you remember, on SmackDown. Um, and I think even then, when they were both working babyface, it felt very much like they were almost stuck in second gear. There wasn't quite... Because, you know, separately, these guys are capable of spectacular matches. I will say I, that, that I, I feel the same way that it's been a little bit of a letdown, the matches have. But I think that this, since this will be their third or fourth time working, that maybe they, they'll get in the groove this time. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, I th- I've almost felt like it's on purpose, particularly their last match, which uh, was a very good match, but it was a little bit stayed, um, a little bit ponderous. There wasn't sort of a lightning fast pace at any particular point. I feel like they're saving themselves for a big occasion. I, I think this is probably the last singles match between them we're going to see for a while. So I think if they're going to throw everything at the wall, this is going to be it. Um, and certainly Brian's work... Uh, coming into this has been incredible. Um, I've started buying cardigans just because the man is an inspiration to me, cardigan-wise. Um, and it's cold out. Um, but yeah, he's. I I think it's it's hard to overstate just how good the new Daniel Bryan has been. Um, you know, and any opportunity where they stick a camera in his face and ask him to do some extra bullshit for www.com, he just knocks it out of the park and delivers a world-class promo, and you can't really ask for anything more. Yeah, I think, I, I mean, I, th- I think I would sort of, you know, I'd second all of that. I think that Daniel Bryan's doing fantastically, and I think what he's proving is that, you know, to the to the very few doubters that were left out there, that he's he's just an exceptional talent. I think a few years ago there were still those who said, "Oh, it's just the chant." You know, that's that's the only reason why people like him. And it's, I mean, now he's playing something a completely different character and and still doing it very well and still sort of, you know, I think you know I saw for the first time in years someone who doesn't really like wrestling post something about wrestling on Facebook, which was his his work with Vince McMahon on SmackDown last week. And I think that's. You know, oh, yeah. it's a testament to how good he is, and I think, 
I th- potentially the issue with the matches is here is I think both of these are kind of the, the lead partner in the dance usually. And I think as a result of that, you occasionally get the situation where it can be a little bit overthought or a little bit kind of, you know, uh, trepidatious. But I hope that they'll kind of rise to the occasion of being in a, you know, a, you know marquee match in, in, a, in, a, in a very sort of receptive venue and big venue that I think this, the, you know, this will probably be the, the jewel in the crown of the matches so far. And, um, kind of a great way to sort of to, to finish it off, but I think you know there is it's um, Daniel Bryan's excellent, and I think you know I think AJ Styles has is kind of it it shouldn't have surprised me as much as it has how well he's done in the in the whatever it is three years he's been there now, but he's he's mm. been he's been exceptional in that time, and I think you you've probably got the two kind of. The two people who really stood out over the last five years, really, for the company, they're together at the moment, and I really do hope that they can kind of do that justice uh, in what will probably be, well, what should probably be their last match. But I'm sure, you know, WWE Dust will will see them wrestle again next week on SmackDown. Um, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So wh- where are we going? Uh, the rumor out there is uh, AJ Styles against Randy Orton for the belt at, at Mania. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, do, does Daniel Bryan defeat uh, defeat the sum of all of our fears and retain here, or, I, or do we begin that road of AJ Styles and Randy Orton? Maybe Orton will win the Rumble too, and that's how they'll get to that oh, match. Wouldn't that be fucking awesome? Fuck, I think <laughs> it would be, uh, and this is an argument for it happening. I think it would be a real shame to cut Brian's momentum off at the legs just as, I mean, he's doing very good work, but I feel like this is something that's only going to build and build and is very much WrestleMania worthy. I think Daniel Bryan, probably not in the main event. I think you give the main event to whatever match Becky Lynch is in, but I think in a very featured spot at WrestleMania, you need Daniel Bryan as WWE champion talking about how he's going to get a plastic belt. Well, that's not, yeah. But, you know, it's it's something that I think would be a real shame to see end so early. Yeah, I, and I think, you know, Styles has been in that in that title picture for a very, very long time now. And um, I think it would be a bit fresher to sort of just obviously see him move on, but see him move on in, in another area of the card um, for me. So I, I hope Brian wins as well. And I really, really hope that Randy Orton isn't <laughs> anywhere near the main event of WrestleMania. But... Um, you know, I think for me, yeah, I, I hope Brian retains. And I think it's um, because, you know, I think him, the man, probably deserves a long run with it because he never got to have it last time um, at a time where he was really, really fitting. And I think yeah. he's also, you know, and as I said, I, th- I think um, Styles has been fantastic. But, you know, he's, he's had a long, long time in that, in that main event or, you know, the title picture that, I don't think it'll harm him at all to sort of move slightly lower on the card for a while. Um, so, yeah, so I, I hope Brian wins, and I think he probably will as well. I think it's, um, I think this this character is obviously, you know, right in its sort of it's in its early phases, but it's already quite white hot. And it's I think, got legs. Yeah, definitely, and I think you know you can easily maintain this to WrestleMania, and I think eventually when he turns back, which will probably be in a well, should be in a year or so, but we'll probably be in three weeks or so. Um, I, I think he, yeah, I think you know he'll be as as popular as he ever was, and I think that's a, that's an incredible achievement for that for them to do that. Um, so I think for now he he should stay as the champion, and I think he, yeah, 
I think. But I, I don't really know where you'd go next with him. Because, I, But then I think the joy of, of Daniel Bryan is you could probably go in any direction with him and it'll well, still that, be very That's what I was going to ask next. Oh, yeah. is, um, just for shits and gigs, uh, this is going to be us in a fantasy land because I'm pretty sure he's going to lose and we'll get Orton and Styles. But say Bryan does win. And out of the listed main five matches that I saw, Bryan was the only one who was not on there. Uh, say he wins and holds on to the belt. Who should who should challenge him at Mania? Biggie, Mustafa Ali. Uh, uh. What? Uh, I tell you what. Like it sounds a little bit preposterous because he's only just made his way onto the card. But Mustafa Ali is there's sort of a dramatic irony there where he oh, shit. sort I, of. I overlooked someone really obvious, but go ahead. Yeah, he's the sort of wrestler that Daniel Bryan was when Daniel Bryan first debuted on the card so i think there'd be a certain poetry and a certain symmetry to have him face him at wrestlemania particularly if that's not going to be your marquee match i think you can perhaps take that sort of risk on it um i think samoa joe is not a bad shout um obviously he's a heel at the moment but i think joe is a very talented wrestler and he's proven that uh, along with Brian, he's one of the best on the microphone in the company at the moment. I think he could establish himself as a as a baby face, like a maybe like a sort of destroyer. A badass baby face, yeah. Yeah. So you, Daniel Bryan, is sort of squirming and trying to get away from this bad motherfucker that's just mowing through people. Um, but I don't think that's necessarily how they see Samojo. They see him as a guy that cuts an amazing promo and then he loses at the pay per view, which I think is a shame. Um, or even Rey Mysterio. I was just about to say, I totally forgot fucking Rey Mysterio, which is an easy build, easy, a fucking awesome match. It'll, it'll definitely get cut for the Shane, uh, get cut down for the Shane McMahon match and a, and a fucking Papa Roach concert. Uh, they'll originally have 15 minutes. They'll actually get to go out there and do six minutes. It'll be fucking amazing, but I could definitely see. Ray Mysterio, Daniel Bryan, if Daniel Bryan holds on. And what's crazy is Dan- Ray Mysterio just came back, but I mean, I think he's arguably the number two babyface on SmackDown, right? Behind behind AJ Styles, unless I'm not, I'm I'm forgetting something. I mean, it depends how highly you rank Mustafa Ali, I guess, but yeah. Well, I, is that much better? <laughs> Mustafa Ali is the number two babyface. I mean- oh boy, yeah. What do you think, Gaz? Where, where's Daniel Bryan do if he manages to miraculously hold on and go to Mania as a champ? I'd lose to Shane McMahon, I think. Oh, yeah, the, there you uh, go. Oh, <laughs> that's actually, I think, more realistic than most of my um, suggestions. No, I think uh, I'd like to see him against Joe, but as you say, I think at the moment the time's not right. But Mysterio seems like, I mean, you would assume that Rey Mysterio hasn't got that many more WrestleManias in him um, because even if he's there for a few more years, he's usually injured at this time of year, uh, you know, or it has been historically. And I think um, there's, there's not going to have many left at all and he's certainly not going to have many left where he can be at the sort of standard that, you know, he, that people would want him to. And I, I think that's a match that, you know, I I would hope that that is the match whether, um, whether Brian retains or not because even if he doesn't, you know, I think that's a perfectly... You know, again, there's so many storylines you could very easily build there. Uh, I think, you know, some sort of, with the way that, that Brian looks as well, a sort of hair versus mask situation, it equally would work very well with that. And he would be so hilarious think, if he got his hair shaved. You know, he'd be just going fucking crazy, and the character work would be tremendous if he shaved his head. He would look hilarious. He would look funny as fuck with a bald head. And then with him, like, going crazy in anger, 
That would be God. That'd be a good. I mean, Brian's rocked uh, a bald head in the past before, and he still looks. I mean, as as a hill, I think that would be a look that would actually work quite well. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I I really like that suggestion. Finn Balor and Lesnar. Speaking of of suggestions, we're not going to go into the backstory of because there's been six million different reports online as to why Braun Strowman got was suddenly pulled from this fucking situation. And why it's taken so long for Braun Strowman to beat Brock Lesnar, become champion. Um, Finn Balor and Brock Lesnar. I, it's, it feels like it's a layup, but I honestly, I have a small amount of doubt that m- maybe Balor fucking pulls this off. I, it's certainly a, an option that has more interesting branches that could go with it going forward. And personally, I... I wouldn't mind a, a, a Balor-Rollins match. We're going to get to the men's Royal Rumble in a minute, but I wouldn't mind Balor and Rollins at WrestleMania. Let me know, you guys. I just... I, I think it's... It seems like too much of a weird afterthought for him to be the person that they've gone with, for them not to have some sort of idea about what they're going to do here. I think the the demon has got to turn up. I can't see any other reason. Because he, if he doesn't, then he why already, would he ever? He already said that... Uh, he he feels like he's relied too much on the demon in the past, so he's not using it. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's it. This right. is preposterous. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, no, no, well, because I asked KB on that that on the last episode, I'm like, how they've booked themselves into a complete corner here because if he comes out as not the demon, he's the biggest fucking idiot ever. And if it's not explained, or if he comes out as the demon and loses, then you've just hung a loss on the demon in front of everybody. So they've had I, him. I think it was on WWE.com. He, that's the logic was that I've, I've relied too much on the demon. I don't need it to, to, to win every time I can do this without it. That's why he's yeah. not going to be the demon. I mean, at I least they've given some sort of justification, but I, I, oddly enough, this is actually one of those storylines that's uh, made its way into my actual life. And I was talking to a friend at the pub the other day and we just felt that Bala, uh, well, firstly, I think he's very boring. Uh, but he's almost dead in the water because if you're not, and he's, you know, he's going to bring the demon back at some stage. If you're not going to demon up against the final the boss, the demon against the beast, like what? Yeah, easy. It's, it's easy. Why does it exist? Why, why, why use it at all beyond this point? It just, it destroys the logic of it for me. I can tell Gaz agrees with you because he looks like he's been shot right now. I'm looking at him on the camera. And he looks like I just, I, I, I think, um, <laughs> This is just my face. Um, I think, I think the, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I, I would think that Lesnar always seems to be about to quit and then just sort of, you know, he's like a, a cockroach. He just, he won't go, he won't leave. And I think, I, I'm not one of those people who thinks that the champion needs to be on Raw every week. I, I think it's, I think that's quite a sort of, quite an old school point of view that I think isn't doesn't really necessarily apply anymore but when he it's I just I don't really know where the intrigue is anymore it's it's just it, it it doesn't feel like a big fight sort of situation anymore because even though he doesn't fight very often it's the same fight that he has yeah. when he first came and back and they were first doing this he would come through that curtain and you were like oh shit 
we're about to see something fucking crazy. I, and now it's I, the I, same match over and over and over. And it's, well, I forget when it was, but the first one where he, not the first match he had with Cena uh, when Cena won, but the, the sort of the, the first match where he kept suplexing Cena. I, I was sat there with my mouth agape. I, I thought this was incredible. I thought I've never seen anything like this before. But now I've seen exactly that several times. And I think the Demon's pretty much the only way of making this match interesting. And I think, you know, I just, I just, I, I, you may as well not have, you know, if you're going to pull Strowman for whatever reason, you may as well just not have Lesnar on the show, or you may as well, I don't know, just, just put someone else who's already fought him before in there. I think it just seems you, you basically just, unless they're going to have another match further down the line, unless the, you know, the, the Royal Rumble winner is going to go on to SmackDown, and 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 maybe, um, maybe it will be Orton. Um, you know, maybe maybe they'll do something with the Demon versus the Beast at WrestleMania. I I don't know, but I just I I can't I can't see any logic for for regular Finn Balor coming out losing, and and it just seems strange. But then I guess I, it is the Royal Rumble, as I said before, and I think you you sometimes do have kind of left field title challenges at this stage because you just sort of you don't want to use up too many of your kind of ma- your big hitters from the Royal Rumble itself. And I, I don't know, I, it's. Uh, I'll watch it with intrigue, but I think if he's not the demon, I just I don't see how he can win whilst not being it. Because then, what's the point in ever being the demon if you can beat Brock Lesnar without it? You can An watch idea. it. With in, you can watch it with intrigue, but the intrigue would be times one million. If it's a great story, he won the belt. He was the first Universal Champion. He could come out and say, "That's my fucking title," and he never lost. He never got beat for it. Never got a chance for it again. He's clawed and scratched his whole way back to get to this point to get a shot. Okay, so the guy who I have to beat to get my belt back is the fucking Beast. Well, you're the Beast, I'm the Demon. Demon versus Beast, Finn Balor's worked his way back, here we fucking go. But instead, it's just a mid-card Royal Rumble title shot. Which Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it, you know, it feels like, you know, if you go to the, you know, the theater or whatever, and they just sort of announce beforehand, oh yeah, the star of the show is not in it, their understudy is today. That sort of feels what the build-up to this has been. It's like, no, it's not Strowman. He's someone else on the card um, who we've kind of picked at random, and um, we won't let him do the sort of thing that would make this match the most interesting. It just seems like a really bizarre decision, um, which I guess quite often when you have these really bizarre decisions and someone gets parachuted in at the last minute, that is where they sort of uh, throw a curveball, and, and so maybe he will win, but I just I find it very hard to see a plausible way for him to do that without well, if making. If his if his WrestleMania rumor is true, I don't he uh, he's not going to win. There's mm. going to be a little little passing of the torch situation from one creepy character to another. That's what that's what the word is. It's going to be Balor against Undertaker at WrestleMania, which I don't really. You're going to pass the torch. You're going to pass it to somebody who's 37. Yeah, like, I, I like I think, the demon and I like Balor, but dude, like, what the fuck? Yeah, I think it's I mean, only a matter of time as well before Alistair Black comes up to the main roster, and I feel he eats Balor's lunch because not only is he always intriguing, um, he is a very good in-ring wrestler. Whereas Balor, I feel, has underwhelmed at basically every turn in his WWE career. Yeah, absolutely. So I, we're going with Lesnar then, all of us. Yeah, yeah I think so. All of us in, in in distaste for the for the booking of this. All right, so we're we're here, the two biggins. Uh, Women's Royal Rumble. 
Becky Lynch? Yeah. Yeah. Is there any yeah, even think... is there any even uh, I guess the only real other option that I could think of would be Charlotte? Yeah, and that's almost my fear with Always always omnipresence. It's always a threat. Yeah. Is she will just appear from nowhere and you know, uh, I'm, well, what I'm, could be fantastic is you could flip the script on what the usual story is, and you could have Charlotte looking like she's about to get her shot, and then Becky Lynch pops up out of nowhere and takes it away from Charlotte. That would be a fantastic fucking piece of booking. I think so, but you know, you know what that I means? think the opposite will happen. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think that the women's Royal Rumble is is kind of. Um, I think Carmella coming in at number 30 is infinitely more interesting than R-Truth coming in at number 30 in the men's uh, Royal Rumble in the sense that I think, you know, they will, they will make you think that she might win. And I think the crowd will kind of really uh, get into that um, mm. or, or go against that. I should, <laughs> should say it's probably more likely to be the case. But I, th- I think for me, you know, for the obvious route for Becky Lynch into this match is to, um, is to kind of, uh, beat someone up just before they go out there and then she, she takes their place um, and I think you know I think we'll see that and I think we'll see her win because I can't I, I, I think there is a, there is a risk that there isn't that many credible winners um, of, the, of the female role because yeah, really basically isn't. because because of what they've done with with their sort of their big hitters you know I mean a year ago or two years ago Bailey could very easily have gone in there and and, and sort of People would think, yeah, she's got a good chance, but mm. now fucking, I think, fucking you know, zero. Just, yeah. I guess you know Alexa Bliss, but obviously they're sort of trying to roll back her ring kind of career at the moment. It would seem so. I mean, she could win it. I think. I think, I think Alexa that'll Bliss be is, the. Uh, I think that'll be the pre-Brecky Lynch uh, heater spot. That's where Bliss is going to come in. She kind of turned babyface the other night because of the announcement, and everybody's really excited. They're going to give people hope, and then Charlotte's going to fucking eliminate her. So that we can get a hundred percent, this crowd is like, "I fucking hate you, Charlotte," and that's when Becky Lynch comes in and fucking House of Fire and takes her out. Yeah, yeah, and Charlotte needs to eliminate whichever you know, sort of, um, because obviously I don't even think they have thirty women on the roster, so they they're gonna have to bring in some some, some sort legends, of part timers, yeah. some legends, and one or two, you know, probably one or two of the NXT girls will go up as well. And I think probably Charlotte, you know. Charlotte needs to eliminate all of them. If Lita's in there, Charlotte needs to throw her out. If, if yeah. Trish Stratus is in there, Charlotte needs mm-hmm. to throw her out. And I think, and then you know, Becky Lynch comes out and 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 last eliminates Charlotte to win. I think. Um, so, yeah, I think for me that's if Alexa Bliss is and Charlotte are probably the other two kind of big contenders. But the WWE have really kind of thrown some curveballs in the past with the Royal Rumbles, haven't they? And I think, you know. Yeah. The year where it was obvious to all of us that Daniel Bryan should win it, he wasn't even in it. So, and you know, the same thing could happen this year with oh. Becky. She may not even be in the match. And I think that is ludicrous. There is, I mean, she's not announced to be, so there is that real sort of outside yeah, chance yeah. that she's not. I think, yeah, you might have a repeat of uh, Pittsburgh where everybody was like, yeah, surely Daniel Bryan's next. He's coming out next. And then he just never fucking showed up. Let's not yeah. let's not be negative <laughs> because it's going to be painful enough when it happens. So let's not uh let's let's not forecast it. All right. Yeah. Uh, so we're here. Men's Royal Rumble. It's been pretty much 
preordained for quite a few months now. Everyone's expectation. This is going to be Seth Rollins. What do you guys think? I think Rollins is almost, I, I almost too obvious and also very well suited to the Iron Man spot. Yeah, the Rick Martel spot. He yeah. comes in maybe number three, number four, uh, eliminates a bunch of people, works his ass off, and then you know gets chucked out right near the end. Uh, so I can almost see that happening with Rollins, but then I find it difficult to think who other than perhaps Strowman is is another credible winner. Um, you know, and then years past, they've had Randy Orton and Sheamus win it uh, when they haven't been the most obvious guys. So maybe somebody a little bit lower down would go. Um, you know, I felt like, you know, Biggie, Langston, a bunch of other guys have been overdue for elevation for a few years. But the Royal Rumble isn't traditionally where you do that sort of elevation. Um, but maybe they'll get a feature, featured spot and uh, they'll be looked upon uh, more seriously going out of it. But, uh, yeah, I think Rollins is most likely, but there's a very good chance he's just there to have an impressive showing. I, the thing is, is, is I just can't really see who else. I mean, Strowman, presumably, if he's in the match, is, is a realistic chance. But, again, I mean, is, I mean, is, it, is it certain that he is going to be on the show? I mean, is, what is the reason for him not to be on the show in the, in the title match? It, to it's to, quite to clarify, to... because one of the rumors was that he re-injured his, his elbow during his rehab time, uh, doing working out harder than he was prescribed to be working out, and that's why he got pulled from the match. That's, it's, it's one of the rumors. There's many. There's, there's rumors that say it was always supposed to be Balor. Um, there's rumors that say it's you know that the, all the bullshit that we've heard about Strowman about his locker room and his etiquette and blah 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 blah. And there's also rumor that he re-injured his elbow training too hard, and that's why he got pulled. So I I just think it's very difficult to explain on air why he wasn't able to be in the in the title match, but then he's actually he's okay to be in the Royal Rumble without sort of making the Royal Rumble look like it's because uh, I, I appreciate it. the rea- the reality is you probably could more easily wrestle in the Royal Rumble with a half an injury because, you know, there's, there's lots of people there to protect you, but they can't really say that on television, obviously. So I think it's, it's very difficult to explain away why he wasn't in the main, in the, in the title match if he's then in the Royal Rumble. So, and then apart from that, I, I just, I think you just have that sort of litany of people who it wouldn't be ridiculous if they want it, like Randy Orton, like Rey Mysterio, maybe even, but it's, I, I, you just, I just can't really see it. So I, I guess for that reason, it probably will be Rollins. But I, I just, I, I feel like, um, I feel like the, the, there has to be a surprise in there somewhere because it's. Oh, I, I've usually, got one for you. I haven't said it, and I almost don't want to say it because I don't want to ruin it in advance for everybody who might be listening to this. But uh, they, showed I, a, they showed a vignette for Kevin Owens coming back a few hmm. weeks ago. He's already been a Universal Champion. The company thinks highly of him. He, I think, a picture of I saw him. He's lost a bit of weight. Mm-hmm. He, he's instantly credible if he comes back and wins the Rumble, and yeah. it would be a badass match. Kevin Owens against Brock Lesnar, a rejuvenated, nasty, badass Kevin Owens, like the one who turned on Sami Zayn down in fucking NXT. Yeah, that Kevin Owens, a motivated, slightly thinner, ready to go Kevin Owens in a on a collision course with Brock Lesnar to beat the shit out of each other. That I think that would be. I've always thought that Owens had a little bit of uh, Steve Austin in him, a little bit of Stone Cold in him, and I think that that you could bait, you could book kind of a badass Kevin Owens against Brock Lesnar going to going to WrestleMania 
he cut off the heat of him surprise returning and winning the winning the bout. Well, I mean, it's interesting because during Lesnar's first sort of reign of terror, you know, when he was chewing through John Cena, et cetera, et cetera, Owens was doing basically the same thing down in NXT where, yep. you know, yep. after the match, he'd grab Sami Zayn and he'd put him out for a month or he'd try and kill Finn Balor or something. Um, and a lot of people brought that up as a sort of a dream match at the time where you've got these two killers. And, and it's interesting to see where Owens went from there, where he's almost certainly prior to his injury was almost perceived as a joke and was, you know, being put in porta potties and thrown off stages and things like the, the contrast between those yeah. two yeah. Kevin Owens is, is remarkable. So I think the Royal Rumble is a place for people to return and almost immediately turn on a dime and regain Re- reset, a lot yeah. of momentum. So I think if Kevin Owens is in that rumble, that's, something that's very likely to happen but then there's a name who i'm surprised neither of you two have mentioned and speaking of possible injuries is john cena yeah who, that's you always, know, always an option <laughs> even but i mean even cena challenging at wrestlemania to you know i'm going to be the most so, yeah decorated record champion. he has to go through lesnar to do it yeah yeah or even yeah, that would be cool or even you could say he's the representation of everything that Daniel Bryan hates. He's consumerist. He's selling uh, 50 t-shirts fucking, at a time. they're fucking brother-in-laws, too. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to go with there. So I yeah. think either way, I think Cena's not a bad shout. Yeah. Yeah. Cena and Bryan. Because then you could almost revisit the uh, the Miz-Cena build from a couple years ago where it was all about the reality show. And Bryan has already mentioned how there was a lot of things that he did not like about Cena when they filmed that reality show about, you know, seeing his house rules and this, that, and third, all that stuff that Miz was using was shit that Daniel Bryan had talked about. So yeah, yeah that, that is, that is a good, yeah, that would be a good either way to become the 16 time champion off of Daniel Bryan or to have to go through Lesnar to do it. Yeah. I think there's a lot of interesting facets although, to explore. Although it's, it's a, uh, looks pretty bang on that. It's going to be McIntyre and Cena in, part three of Cena wrestling someone who needs to win way more than he does. And he destroys their life. Um, <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe he'll part four. Pinned. If you count, if you count Barrett and, and the Nexus. Um, yeah. But at WrestleMania. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. Any surprises, any other options you can think of guys? Um, I, I, yeah, I think that, you know, often you'll see people online will say, Oh no, I think, um, you know, this, is a great chance for for X mid card or a Y mid card. I just don't think the Royal Rumble works like that. I think the spot that you get thrust into is one where they have to be able to rely on you. I think, and I, I just I'm not really sure there's anyone else on there who has that very clearly. I th- Samoa Joe, I think maybe is a sort of outsider who could credibly win it, but then I just I don't know where you would go. I mean, I suppose he could he could take Lesnar on, um, but. I just yeah, I just I'm not really sure you'd go with it if he did win. So I think yeah, I think for me, uh, Cena is is definitely a, a credibility, but I I can't really see past Rollins to be honest with him. Yeah. Um. All right, so we we've, we've got our predictions in. Everybody note them down. Uh, I thank you guys for for hanging in here with me. Uh, good stuff. We're excited for the Rumble, except for Shane McMahon. I <laughs> guess <laughs> the bar. Um. So thank you everybody on. Twitter again. My social media is mtynrcl um, uh, mncbkg on on the Twitter machine. Uh, hit me up. Any questions you want covered in the future? 
Uh, also, you can have suggestions for uh, talk over for the next one of those that we do. Um, thank you guys very much for being on with me. Thank and, you. And uh, mm-hmm. thank you, everybody, for listening. Remember, the card is subject to change. We'll be back.
Oh, 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 oh,